this thing on. <laughs> hey, hi, happy Sunday or Monday or Tuesday. Whenever you get a chance to sit with yourself, be with yourself, it's just now. Anyway, it's always just now. It's just got a label on it, you know. What is what is Sunday? What is 106 a.m.? What is 2023? You've reached the Inspired Astrology Podcast. This is Lauren K. Hickman, your weirdo in residence, here to take you on a brief journey through the new moon in Pisces, which is happening closely to midnight, depending on where you are, but Central Standard Time, where I am on the third coast of Lake Michigan. It's at 1.06 a.m. on Monday, February 20th. I was thinking about just now, <laughs> Saturn has a big influence on this moon, uh, on this lunation. So it's, it's really easy for me to start thinking about time and the nature of time. And I remember as early as kindergarten, Mrs. Jesperson at Clegg Park Elementary School in West Des Moines, Iowa. Um, they were explaining to us what a date was. It was like, all right, and today, children, is September 1st, 1989. And I was like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? What does that mean? And they just started like drawing boxes upon boxes. Like, this is time. This is the container. Like, this is the day of the week it is. This is the month that it is. What an early part of our enculturation is the concept of time, right? Like we're out in this like messy, chaotic existence, right? Which is very Pisces if we put our brains around it that way, that things just exist. And then Saturn comes in and is like, all right, sticky note, label on this, label on this. And all of a sudden we have boxes and containers and the container store and we have like stuff to put our stuff in. And yeah, that is time. Time is the first, one of the earliest constructs that we, we get and cultured to, to make a community agreement, right? How long has the, has the sundial existed? I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to Google that and get back to you next time. (laughs) I love this idea of like, uh, when this, when the sun meets this part of the sky and the shadow is this time, I will meet you for coffee at such and such place, right? These agreements. I wonder how it went down way back when and why some cultures time is less relevant, right? If you say 1 p.m., maybe some people show up at noon, some people show up at two. Uh, sometimes they say that's that's about transit or how, uh, how busy the traffic is, right? Um, it just occurred to me transit in the world, transit in astrology language. I am just connecting the dots, man, just swimming through this ocean. So, hey, I hope you're doing okay, because this one, this one's a bit of a doozy. I think the tears are a bit saltier today than most days, and yours truly um, has a zero-degree Pisces moon, so that means that this lunation is sitting right TF on top of my business, right? And I really didn't want to leave my house today. I didn't really want to uh, do anything, but I did. I got up and I did the thing. Um, 
Yesterday, Friday night, I had some pretty severe insomnia. Woke up at 2 a.m. Didn't go back to sleep until 5.30. And, you know, my I went to go see my, my aunt in Rockford. And she said that, like, around 40, the women in our family start having weird insomnia. And she said, yeah, 2 to 5 a.m. is usually when she's awake. And I was like, is this some witch stuff? Is that what this is about? Is like, this is an indoctrination into the the witching hour of 2 a.m. that I, I have to get up and start doing, you know, magical service for the, for the world or lest be left awake and watching my mind crawl all over the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I digress. Anyway, time, sleep, what's what, right? Yesterday, I ended up watching Love Island with my partner for like five hours while I was looking at uh, the astrology for today. And uh, tell you what, never seen Love Island UK. Season four is what we chose. And uh, yeah, glamour, Pisces. Sometimes it's the surface. Sometimes it's the real stuff underneath. Am I right? Right. That's one thing that I didn't really get into in this lunation, just because it's got such a different vibe than most entry into Pisces season, especially because Venus is like on its way out. But this is like glitter time. This is makeup time. This is like wear the shiny stuff time. This is like mermaid scales time. Pisces has this association with glamour or things on the surface because it's it's illusion. Uh, and I'm watching Love Island and, you know, the first episode, it's like, oh, I like his hair. I, I didn't do it in a British accent because maybe I could do the next one, but yeah. Um, you know, his, his hair's so cute or I like her smile or she's got a great body or, you know, he looks this way, tall, dark, and handsome killer. They're so fit, man. So extra fit. Uh, it just it just nailed me, man, and it was hard to not watch because of the um, the silliness of it all. That these are really genuine experiences that we have, especially if you have all of your you know like sight capability. Uh, I mean, visually, this seems to be such a a big piece of attraction for those who can see. And this idea of um, like looks being one of the first things that tell us something about one another, right? And in my friend who is this amazing acupuncturist also studies some of the other um, traditions within, uh, you know, Eastern medicine. And one of those is face reading, right? And she's always talking about people's faces and like, look at her face and this thing on her face. And this says this. And it's like, you know, palm reading, uh, iridology. There's so many ways that we try to look into the divination mirror to understand reality. And the same too goes for astrology. Astrology is an illusion. My mom always said this to me as an esoteric astrologer. She was constantly on my ass about how astrology is an illusion. This world is an illusion and our bodies are an illusion. And I, I want to like honor that right? That, that it, whatever this projection is, like our mental projections or projection of some, you know, like matrix-like universe where there's an architect kind of making shit up. But I love, I love this idea that like even our looks and our appearances have something to do with our soul journey, right? And the, the connection that these people make on the show 
and how, I don't know. I mean, Tinder, right? It was supposed to, that whole, if you're looking around a bar, like, who are you going to go talk to? It's sort of that same thing that we, we kind of like the superficial. There's something that our bodies tell us about one another. And sometimes it's a fucking lie, right? Because sometimes we have hormone imbalances or sometimes we have a disconnect between mind and body or maybe we have some things that we were born with that we have like no zero control over some most things regarding our body we have zero control over uh especially like i mean yes you're breathing and you're drinking of the waters and the clean putting the foods in and choice of foods and balance, right? Like we do, we do have a lot of autonomy and choice about what we do with our physical bodies. But for the most part, like I don't get to switch noses. I don't get to switch hair with people. I don't get to switch my feet with anyone. I have this body and illusion or not, it is my vehicle. It is what is teaching me about this reality. And so therefore, yes, illusion, but also don't get delusional and think that it doesn't matter what you do in your physical form. Pisces season is about seeing the balance in dualism, that there are two fish, right? And how do we find our way into the water that connects them? I did an interview with uh, Aaron Diaz some time ago during Pisces season. Uh, They are an incredible dharma teacher and yogi and amazing human being so look up aaron diaz uh, forever marvel i think they're either in texas or in upstate new york not sure which but they said i am not those two fish i am the water between them and that's really stuck with me this idea of like non-dualism is the ultimate goal of pisces We see the superficial, we see what's underneath, we see material reality, spiritual reality, non-reality. There are a fuck ton of layers to our existence, to our thought processes, the conscious, subconscious, superconscious, all of this, right? And Pisces is that chaos where everything sort of floats within it. And to have Saturn sitting and trying to create this container for such wild energy, for such unpredictable fuckery, which is Pisces. It's kind of like touche a little bit, right? It's that structure of time. It's kind of like laying things on top of one another. So now that I did my um, unscripted rant, you're going to get a little bit of script. How's that feel? Okay, here we go. Moon Mailer, the Moon Report, Inspired Astrology. When winter feels stale we start to look towards our imagination for levity. What is to come? What has happened before? This push-pull between a future that does not exist and the past that's already been enveloped can easily make for discontent. The trouble with a bright imagination is that it knows no bounds. The trouble with a bright imagination is that it sees as many obstacles as it does doorways. The trouble with a bright imagination is that only one step can be taken when you may see many directions. Dualism is a powerful creative process. What's inside is outside, what outside is inside, above, below, abstract, physical, idea, reality. 
Pisces is chaotic in its constant rearrangement. The continual metamorphosis accommodates new factors, new variables, ideas, and ever-changing beliefs. Boundaries can be meaningful. What may be a wall to one is a container to another. This Pisces new moon is conjunct with Saturn, finishing its journey through Aquarius. And Saturn is the metaphor for time and limitations, bones, structure, form, the containers, the boxes around material reality or ethereal reality, if we're talking about time or ideas. In Aquarius, this embodies the organizing of thoughts and intangibles and being able to name the things you perceive so their force field is less immobilizing. Simultaneously, this pressure to produce, to name, or make sense of internal and external authorities is a product of the same invisible force. We can call it capitalism, you could call it psychological power dynamics, you can call it kink. Our subconscious is constantly wielding a handle on the reality we perceive. And perception is reality. A new world is possible when we strategize to build it. So this new moon, it's, it's going to provide some unearthing, personal, collective, relational and systemic wounds that could prevent progress and joy along the, pla- the path. Pluto is doing unearthing of your desires and your history of love in the heart. What are your escape routes? What are your strategies to control the chaos? What would it mean to let go? And what would it mean to fully engage and embrace let go. That's the Pisces story. Let go. Let go. And it's tough because we cling. We like to label. We like names. We like substance. Something to hold on to uh, represents ground. And Pisces is groundlessness. I am finding such a deep connection here with this idea of emptiness or shunyata in Tibetan Buddhism. Um, there is more written about emptiness as dragon scratchaways at his illusional bed, perceived bed. It's a bed. <laughs> this idea that like emptiness is luminosity. It is, it is the light within all things and everything else is just ideas projected onto it. That's fascinating. There's so much written about this concept of emptiness and it is the simplest most pervasive concept and the most difficult to grasp because our minds are constantly trying to put sticky notes on the sky. Hey, dragon, keep it down. All right, do you have something to say to these guys? Anything else? (laughs) I'm not sure what he was trying to say. It was probably... Get on with it, mom. You want to go watch The Last of Us with your friends. Are you are you all watching The Last of Us on HBO? I don't have HBO. I stream other things that I have access to, but HBO, not so much. I am in love with the show. 
I love zombies. That is uh, one of those weird facts that you might learn about me. Favorite uh, zombie film, 1968, George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. Uh, Tied with 28 Days Later because Killian Murphy and also that soundtrack. Mm. And the whole film just does it for me. So The Last of Us is about this very, like, perceivable concept of cordyceps evolving to withstand higher body temperatures because of climate change. And it causes these infections in human beings and they become like big zombies. And they act like mycelium in that they connect with one another, that they're all like one organism. And Pedro Pascal is in it and I think he's amazing and it's on at the same slot that Game of Thrones was. It's a whole thing. So um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go watch that. (laughs) And that's why I'm going to keep this brief because you got to get on with your life and I got to get on with mine. Um, Some of the biggest pieces of this lunation, um, if you haven't signed up for the moon mailer, go to ursaday.us get signed up for that because then you're going to get my my thoughts on paper rather than um, all this. It, unless you like this. I hope that you like this. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this. So to all 108 of you out there, love your bones. Thank you so much for tuning in and taking in all this information. And I hope that it's been entertaining and fun for you as it is for me. <laughs> so Mars and Gemini is connected to Aquarius Mercury in a trine. What a pain in the ass this is because I feel like that is the like, what do I got to do? What do I got to get done today? There's so many things I have to do, you know, like the nervous system. And so if you're feeling a bit flared up, I hope that you can like get yourself grounded and regulated. Um, Sometimes that's movement. Sometimes it's a shower. Sometimes it's just like, calm the fuck down. You are just like amped up and antsy because life or some other factor, but do consider if it is some other factor and if there's something that you can do about it. Because sometimes it's not just about acknowledging, sometimes it's actually doing something about the thing, right? These two are connected to Aries Chiron, and that and the Pluto sextile exact to Venus at the last degree of Pisces, Um, And this being a Pisces lunation, Neptune being there, um, to me, this is like, see the truth. What have you been doing? What's the pattern? Let's find some self-love here. Let's be gentle because it's a sextile. So blessing of like understanding our patterning and our way of dealing and controlling situations, controlling relationships, controlling our behavior or manipulating other people. There's lots that we do. And you'll learn about me as an astrologer and as a, as a healer, like I relationships are basically all I talk about. I don't know if it's sun in the seventh house or if it's my Libra rising or Mercury in the seventh and Aries, whatever it is, darling, like I'm here for it. Relationships are our evolution. And we just don't have them with humans. We have them with all living things, everything that we connect with. And they're also non-living things. I am one of those uh, people, an animist, (laughs) uh, pantheism, uh, object permanence. I'm just making this up. But this idea that everything has sentience is definitely like a piece of my 
understanding of this world, that even the paint on the wall has consciousness. So that means me relating with paint, me relating with carpet, me relating with water, uh, TV, technology, all of that has meaning to me and how I relate with others, including like everything that's not me is another. How you relate with your clothing, your belongings, your dog, is there intention? Is there care? Right? You can't know what you can't see. But when we do see it, it can't be undone. In uh, program words, uh, once you are a cucumber, scratch that, reverse it. Once you are a pickle, there is no going back to being a cucumber. Am I right? So once you see what you see and you can't unsee it, you must use your awareness and stride forth into the version of you that you'd love to become rather than being an obstacle or an obstruction that can't be undone, right? The thing inside of you, your being. I am hosting another Reiki initiation, a first degree healing retreat. Um, as your mentor and guide, I, Lauren of Ursaday Healing Arts, will be taking station at Moving Galaxy, located on the east side, 2408 North Farwell Avenue, close to the Whole Foods in Milwaukee. Um, this is an incredible yoga studio, and it's quite spacious and lovely. And over uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend, March 17th through the 19th, I will be guiding students through first degree initiation into this beautiful path of trust. And if Reiki has taught me anything, it is about trust and how I resist everything. So if you um, don't want your life to change, don't come. <laughs> and just, I'm just kidding. That's not very nice, but uh, there's some truth to it. You know, when you step into the space of growth, there's no stopping what will emerge and uncover. So March 17th through the 19th, you can find that at ursaday.us under the events page, or just get in touch with me via Instagram, ursaday underscore underscore underscore. Um, I really am grateful for you just showing up for a few minutes for yourself. I hope that this has been like a quick check-in, fill in yourself, fill in your feelings, right? The heart is this ocean inside of you. And I hope that you are nurturing yourself through these very strange times. So be well. And I hope that you stay inspired. It's super important. All right. This is Lauren K. Hickman of Ursa Day Healing Arts signing off. Until next time. Happy New Moon.